Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Motherwell, the Motherhood Project podcast. My name is Jen. I am your host and founder of the Motherhood Project. On the show today, I'm welcoming Christine. She is a co-founder of One Tough Mother, which is a Vancouver-based company here in BC, local to me and possibly you. (laughs) Uh, One Tough Mother produces really beautiful products for postpartum women, early postpartum. Now, aside from the products that they make and distribute, they are on a mission of educating. So similar to the Motherhood Project, they really want women to be empowered, to be informed, and to feel supported during the early postpartum days, which is so, so important. If you've been following us on social media, on Instagram specifically, you will know that earlier this week, um, we announced that we have participated in this fabulous collaboration with One Tough Mother, and this is a resource for new moms. So I'm going to let Christine explain a little bit more about that, a little bit more about what One Tough Mother is doing, the products that they make, how you can get your hands on them, and all that good stuff. We'll also be talking a little bit about motherhood, of course. Christine is a mom to two little kids, so there's always much to discuss. Hope you enjoy our conversation, and I'll catch you on the flip side. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you guys to Christine, co-founder of One Tough Mother. Hi, Christine. Hi, Jen. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Really good. Good to connect with you like this. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad to be on. Yes. Um, Why don't we start with a little bit of your background, maybe some of your personal story um, as a mom, and yeah, just a little bit of your history. Sure. So... um... One Tough Mother, for anyone who doesn't know, is a Vancouver-based company co-owned by two moms, myself and Allison Ferentz, who is also uh, was a birth worker here in the Lower Mainland. And we create clean and vegan postpartum products, but we believe that it's not just about the products. It's, you know, it has to, you can't just hand somebody a nipple bomb and be like, here you go. Best of luck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there is that component of education that is missing from our postpartum yes. products. So we believe in a holistic approach to motherhood. Awesome. And so what led you to this? I know when I first found you on Instagram, that's how we connected. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was reading about the products and then it became really apparent that there was, like you're saying, this much deeper, this deeper level of support. So what led you to create this? Yeah. So, you know, the company, even though I, I really talk about One Tough Mother is having launched early this year, March, 2020, uh, the concept of this holistic kind of kit that can give, um, give moms everything they need in one, one stop shop was born after, after my daughter was born in 2017. Mm-hmm. So my daughter Rowan was born in August of 2017. And I, so I was one of those people who, uh, Jen, I think you'll relate. Like I, 
I've just recently stopped saying, I don't think I'm type A because people just laugh in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I relate to that. (laughs) I I was so prepared for the birth. You know, I had, I had, first I had my ideas of what birth was going to look like. I thought I'm going to go to the hospital and I'm going to have an epidural and nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it was just, you know, that was how it was going to be. So Allison, my uh, partner, is actually uh, was my doula as well, and you know she was the one who really put me on this path of learning about the different options, and you know asked me a lot of questions like why is that what you why is that what the choice that you want to make right and mm-hmm. um, you know I eventually came to realize that that wasn't actually my dream birth. It was in my case it was fear talking. I just was so. Yeah scared of birth. Um, after, after my daughter was born, my mom actually said to me, you know, I didn't think you were going to have kids because of your fear of birth. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And I thought, how do you like, I guess I must've, you know, talked about it or said things here or there. Like I, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of like medical procedures, everything. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's no secret that I'm a wimp. (laughs) 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 Um, you know, going down the path of education, though, I really learned so much about what the options were and why I might want to take them or not take them. And in the end, for me, what was right for me, and it's absolutely not right for everyone. But what I came to realize is I really had always fantasized about having a water birth. And in the end, I had a home birth, water birth, you know, wow, medication free, um, birth and and that was my that was my dream birth and it it really took the education part to get me there so yes absolutely so anyway I had really I had really prepared for the birth done my homework learned um you know made decisions beforehand I was empowered to um you know to make choices throughout my birth but I always worried that I didn't know what was coming next (laughs) I always had this this feeling that you know, I'm really prepared for the birth, but I'm not sure if I know what postpartum life is like. And yeah, it felt like everyone just kind of, you know, glossed over it. I remember being told, um, it's, it's completely natural. You'll fall into it. Don't worry about it. You know, all of that. Your instincts will kick in. Yeah. 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 Your instincts. And I was like, what is, what, what do we call the instinct to rub breast milk on our infant's weeping eye? Because that did not occur to me. Exactly. (laughs) So, yes. Um, it was really the postpartum, it hit really hard. Um, even just those first couple of weeks, I couldn't believe um, how difficult the physical recovery was. I, mm-hmm. you know, especially after having this model pregnancy, having a really wonderful, you know, being lucky enough to have the birth that I, that I had hoped for. Um, and I couldn't walk for like two weeks. Yeah. I, I just could not walk. I ended up having to go, you know, to the chiropractor and, and, and do some work, which really ended up helping, helping with that. But I had no idea that was coming and it was such a shock. I was calling my mom every, I felt like every five minutes being like, I need, you know, the thick granny panties. I need the giant pads. I just, I didn't have any of that stuff on hand. I had no idea I was going to bleed for weeks on end. I had no idea that there was going to be, you know, the emotional ups and downs just hormonally. There is, it doesn't matter, you know, it's not like I'm not the kind of person who cries at commercials. I am, but (laughs) you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what your, your personality is that these are the hormones that are going to hit you in the beginning. And I was just so unprepared. And um, I think that's really where the concept for 
a, a product like a postpartum care kit was born. I just, I didn't want another mom to enter new motherhood so unprepared. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So how did you go through the process then of sort of, you know, selecting what you wanted to have in, in this kit or how did you, how did you approach that? Right. Um, well, so this is where I say there's sort of, there's sort of the old one tough mother and then the new one tough mother when, when Allison right. came on board. So the first iteration of this was really just trying to sort of establish a proof of concept and figure out what moms wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mm-hmm. do a lot of surveying. I surveyed over hundreds, like hundreds of moms, just trying to find out what, um, you know, what postpartum products really worked for them and what products yep. didn't work for them. Um, overwhelmingly, and I know this is, this is again, this is not everybody. Everyone's postpartum period is going to be unique. But one thing that came out overwhelmingly in my surveying is that, you know, people didn't want diapers. They wanted the mesh hospital underwear. They wanted more of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, me too. Me too. That, that, I would wear that now. <laughs> I remember leaving the hospital after my last um, C-section and I mean, maybe I shouldn't say so the nurses <laughs> don't get in trouble, but they were like, take all the mesh underwear. Like we won't tell. Yes. <laughs> so they sent me home with oh. extra and it was just so great. You know, you hear these urban legends of moms getting the really, really awesome nurse at the hospital, giving them out, yes. but most moms don't get enough. So no, they don't. You know, that's really where, where it started. It was just putting together the products that, and, and I was, I was a new mom and I was a newbie and, and I, I only knew my point of reference was only what I had used as a first time mom. And as you know, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it was really, um, at that first iteration was a bundle of products, kind of the drugstore products, the stuff that everyone, yeah. you know, starts on. So put that yeah. together, made it something that you know, was packaged beautifully and was something that was, um, you know, I, you could bring to a baby shower and it wouldn't be, um, you wouldn't be throwing a bunch of drugstore products at somebody. You'd be giving them a nice box and packaging. But um, it's interesting because then, then I got, I got pregnant again really quickly. It was actually, I was pregnant before, by the time my my daughter turned one, I was pregnant again. Wow. So um, surprise. and it was interesting. I mean, that was actually a, a complete 180. That pregnancy was incredibly difficult. Um, I was not very well for most of it. I was on like, by the end of the pregnancy, I couldn't even walk for like two months, wasn't able to walk. I remember like logging 36 steps on my Fitbit. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was a much more difficult pregnancy. And I think the, the business at that point did take a little bit of a, a break because well, yeah. I, you above anyone would, would understand like your mental health. Yeah. Number one thing. Absolutely. Number yeah. one thing. So um, then my son was born and it was so interesting to see the kinds of products that I wanted or gravitated to second time around. I just knew so much more about what I would need. I took the time for self-care. I took the time to do the sits baths. I took the time to, um, to rest and, and just Mm -hmm. be forgiving uh, to my body. Um, Mm -hmm. so, um, really it was after that second experience of heading into postpartum life that I realized like, you know, this is, these are the kinds of products that I want. I'm not finding them this product needs to change slightly to be at a, like at a higher quality, a higher integrity. It needs, this is where uh, the idea to start creating our own proprietary line of products that would be 
vegan, that would be paraben free, clean products, mm. right? So, yeah. you know, that's and beautiful, I think, you know, if, I, if I'm allowed to say so myself, it just, you know, you look of out course. there and it's like, I wanted something that would meet all those needs, would be holistic and comprehensive, but would also be really exciting for a new mom to buy for herself or to receive as a gift. Yeah, I mean, it feels good when you get those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So was this around the same time then that Allison came on board or how did that um, sort of transpire? Yes, exactly. So uh, I knew that I wanted the company to move and and to be like perfectly, perfectly honest. The whole um, business of bundling and kind of reselling, it's not really a, you can't really do it. It's a hobby, right? And And that's wonderful. Right. Like, you are making a difference in the lives of, you know, I feel like I, I spent that first year in the company making a difference in the lives of new moms and put, yeah. putting putting that necessary education out there. But it's it's a it's a tough grind if you're trying to do mm-hmm. that, right? The margins on that kind of um, yes. product, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Um, so there were just so many reasons to move to something that would be just a higher quality. So I, yes. I knew that I wanted to do that um, heading into the fall. So that's when Allison and I started talking and started, you know, mapping out this new company and blue skying, like, what would we create if we could give a new mom the perfect gift? What does it look yeah. like? And um, Allison was, you know, at a point where she and her family had moved to Ladysmith from the Lower Mainland. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't active in birth work uh, anymore, being being on the island. And but her calling, her calling is to help help new moms, to help pregnant moms. Like she can't, yeah. you know, that is her calling. She like we, ha- you know, as you know, she has been a surrogate. She is just one of those people who is altruistic to the bone, yes. and we are both obsessed with this realm. So you know, we it just. I remember calling her and she had gotten a job offer and, and I was like, no, that's not your job. (laughs) That's not your job. (laughs) You're coming on board. Like I knew I needed her. Like she's, she's the best, like, that's not your job. And she talked to her husband and she came back and said, okay, all right. Okay. Like my husband said, like, he's super supportive as, you know, as long as it's not an MLM. (laughs) And I said, Allison, I'm going to be honest with you, it is worse. You are starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's how you guys teamed up. And then since that point, like how did the kind of trajectory change? Or I know you guys have been involved in like community events and I see all the like wonderful like fundraising and yeah, just community support that you guys are involved in as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. So um, we're a Mamas for Mamas pro- uh, product partner. So every time mm-hmm. we sell a kit, uh, some proceeds go to Mamas for Mamas. We just, you know, we really just believe that there was no, there's no, you can go to your nine to five and you can, you can do that. Right. Yeah. And if you're going to try to do something else, <laughs> then you have to also try to do good in the world. And yeah. This is our simple, small way right now as we are starting this business and, and starting to grow it. The, we just knew that. Um, I know that a lot of people would caution against, you know, like you're supposed to have excellent margins when you start and, and think about making money and, and don't, don't 
think about the philanthropic side of things until you're there. But we just, you know, we just don't believe in that. And I think a lot of companies these days don't either. I think that's quite, quite the millennial thing to think. I was going to say, like, I'm in the same boat. People will ask me questions, you know, like specifically in that way. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to support these moms. Totally. (laughs) I totally, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't think we're incredibly unique in our generation for doing that. But I think it's Mm -hmm, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it is something that maybe is um, baked into us as a generation. Like, I, I don't want to do something unless it's also giving back to the community and doing good. And, you know, what, what better organization right now for our business than an established organization that is, you know, they are, we, you know, all of their funds go towards helping mothers. Um, it's often mm-hmm. simple mothers, but it's all parents, you know, it's, it's, it's any caregiver for a child. So that could be, that could be a grandparent, that could be a grandpa. So they yes. are helping caregivers in crisis. So, um, we knew, um, actually, I guess your, your question was about how we've sort of started with a philanthropic uh, bent. Our mm-hmm. original plans were not COVID plans, <laughs> like so many. Of course they weren't, yeah. I mean, we were going to launch March 25th. We were going to try to get into the retail game. That's really where we, where we were, had been spent, we had spent months planning and thinking about how we would have a retail strategy and uh, then COVID hit and we were, you know, we had to, we had to pivot everything. And that included yeah. even our launch party. We had a launch party planned for, I think it was planned for May 7th. And it was at the Wallflower on that oh, fork wow, in the road yeah. at Aiden Kig's way. Um, who's own, it's owned by like a, a lovely woman named Heather and she's in the comedy scene. Um, and so we were going to do this all mama stand up comedy night. It was going to be amazing. Um, We had all these incredible comedians lined up. um, And, you know, we were going to do, we had a silent auction lined up. So an in-person silent auction where we were going to raise all of our funds for um, Mamas for Mamas. And it was, you know, it was going to be this really fun way to celebrate our our end of March launch. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, that didn't happen. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I think I remember this is right around the time where I discovered you guys that you, that you were doing that online baby shower event. That was amazing to watch that all, to watch that all come together. Yeah, it was. So that was obviously our, our original launch party, everything lined up, everything like down to the like scent was lined up and then we had to cancel that. And, you know, we were feeling, uh, Hmm, not to be myopic, but we were feeling a little sorry for ourselves. We were excited yeah, to like yeah. celebrate and to put this this big event on and and really start our business with um, with a focus on giving back to the community and doing something that would be you know a, a fun night out for moms who need it. <laughs> yes, and something a little bit different and something that would raise some some big money. Like we we wanted to to give a little bit more than we're realistically going to be able to give through product-based donations. Yeah. So um, we were, you know, once we got over feeling sorry for ourselves, like big babies, we realized, well, who's suffering so much right now because of COVID? And and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pregnant moms. Like they were Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. they were not planning to give birth, to be pregnant in this scary, unprecedented context. Like hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah. And especially as somebody who it's like, I had my baby a year ago, my second baby a year ago. And, um, 
you know, that could have been, it could have been me. Like it, it, this yeah. is how it is. Like, this is what it feels like for the women who are experiencing this. This is not what they planned. So we just really got to thinking like, you know, they deserve it. We know that in, in the, the big picture of COVID, the baby shower being, um, you know, having to let go of having a baby shower is not the absolute most tragic thing to happen, but it just kind of felt right. like the last straw, you know, it was like, Totally, such a rite of passage, such a way to honor a new mom. And it's just, it's so unfair that on top of everything else, on top of, you know, having to choose at the time, I'm not sure what the hospital protocol is right now, but at the time it was, you can have, you know, you have to pick your, your partner or your doula and that's it. And it's scary and stressful. And we just thought, you know, we want to put on a night that is going to honor these, you know, honor these pregnant people who are going through so much, uh, so amazing. Yeah, it was honestly such a such a difficult time. And I mean, it still is. But, you know, right when things were kind of peaking, same for us, like all of our prenatal moms who a lot of them are first time moms and just having that experience be something completely different than what they had hoped for or dreamed about and people's birth stories are, you know, ending up shifting into something else. And then the postpartum time is completely different. Oh, that's, Um, you know, with lack of support and that, you know, without being able to have people come to visit or in the hospital or in your home. So um, talk to me a little bit about just kind of segueing into that early postpartum time and the time period that you guys are hoping to support with your products and your, your work. Um, Yeah. Just speak to that a little bit, the early postpartum days. I mean, especially now that things have changed. Right. Well, I mean, we, I mean, again, we, we really identified this gap in that those first few weeks and months really. Yeah. Um, Yeah. our products. So, you know, we, we do a perennial spray, we do a nipple balm and we do bath teas. Um, that's our thrive mama line of in-house products. And then what you get with the kit is, you know, you get the disposable and the reusable nursing pads, you get the big, thick, um, hospital grade pads. Um, awesome. (laughs) Which by the way, I feel like I need for my horrible postpartum periods, but that's another story. Yeah, that's like a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm with you on that. Yes, it's a whole thing. <laughs> so, and then you get the mesh underwear and a, a nice, you know, sealed clean Perry bottle. Um, awesome. So all of the products in the kit um, are really, they really are geared toward, I would say the first week to two weeks and beyond that, um, the products themselves are, you know, you'll have, you'll have, your body will have healed a lot more and you'll be moving on from that stage. I mean, the nipple balm can obviously continue to function for, um, absolutely uh, in different ways. If you're a pump mama that can help a lot that way. I think it's, um, it's important to also highlight that I, I, we don't want you to need to use our products for too long, right? Like we want you to have taken the time to have the sits bath, taken the time, like, you know, other people can bring you meals, other people, they are, your your partner your your in-laws your parents like they're there to serve you and make sure that you are spending time with baby skin to skin to skin and just bonding and recovering so we don't really want you to need our products for too much longer than those first few days weeks and maybe month we're hoping that yes you know allowed your body to heal but that said um and Jen you've you've been part of this big project that we've been working on for uh, mm-hmm. past couple months uh, which we're super super excited to unroll um, to unroll shortly 
um, it's the education component. And that's yes. where, you know, that doesn't stop when that doesn't stop when you stop leading. That doesn't stop. hundred you, you know? percent. Yes. I feel like it's just, you're just getting started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, and you know, by the time this episode airs, you will have launched, you will have, you know, yes. gone forward with that. So if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, that project and where that's going, um, you can certainly do that now if you'd like to. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, we always, always knew that we wanted to have education baked into our products. We never, ever mm-hmm. wanted to just create products to sit on shelves and go to new moms who, who, you know, have no idea what's coming next. Um, so with our launch in March, we do include, um, you know, a a booklet that talks a lot about some of, some of the key things you need to expect, how to make a padsicle, how to get, how to get yourself sort of, um, prepared and ready for, for that first, first few days and first week. But we knew that we wanted to put together something that would really help new moms understand the basics in a variety of um, realms. We, we spent a lot of time just researching and sort of talking to and, and getting to know various experts in their fields. And yeah. we wanted to make sure, you know, there's so many things we wanted to, but I think the primary thing is we wanted to make sure that from a philosophical standpoint, we were talking to people who were, knowledgeable, educated, who were, um, who would look at the facts and the evidence and be judgment free because, you know, new moms don't need judgment. They just need information. So, and you're one of our experts. (laughs) So, (laughs) voila. Voila. We are launching the ultimate postpartum handbook, which will now be included with the kit. And it is just, it's a comprehensive overview of you know, multiple facets of new motherhood that you need to know, just, you need to know just a little bit about, and you need to know who to turn to when things get really tough and you're struggling. And, you know, if you have that, you're going to do so much better. Your, your postpartum experience is going to be night and day to somebody who, you know, you, you hear it all the time. Like, why didn't anyone tell me? I hear it all the time. And honestly, like part of my work with prenatal women is to you know, empower them and encourage them to seek out this information so that they're not floundering. Because when you get into a situation where you need something or you feel like, I don't know what to do here, or I've got questions and you have no idea like who to talk to, where to turn, it can be such an isolating feeling, which then like compounds the negative experience, you know? So I'm just so, so proud to be a part of this. I feel proud of you guys for doing it because (laughs) it's so... Um, it's so essential. It's so yeah. essential just to provide, to provide that information. I love- so tell us how, um, how will moms be able to get this? It'll be available in your kits. So the, the postpartum handbook will be available as an offering with the kit. It just comes with the kit. Again, it just goes yeah. back to that core philosophy of it's not just products, it's education. Um, yeah. so it comes with the kit and the bundle, um, and you, I mean, you can buy it as a standalone um, offering as well. If you, if you, I think if you feel like you have all the products and you, you have all of that already, and you just want some of the, the information around this, then it is available. Um, you can, you can get it through our website at I'm one tough mother.com. Um, yeah. 
I was so, just gonna say, so sorry great. to cut you. I was gonna say, no, I just love okay. though that you did use like the word empowering, and that's so central to this, right? Like this is about yes. empowering new moms with um with it's not about telling them what to do, and it's not about no. saying, Well, you don't know what's coming. It's not about that. It's no, I mean people have choices, right? Yes. And I know like from my experience, first baby. I just kind of did what I was told. Like you're, you're told whatever you're told by the doctors or your midwives or whoever the professionals are. And um, oftentimes you're not necessarily advocating for yourself as much as you would. I mean, that's, I don't want to say an assumption, but for me, that was certainly the experience. And then I feel like I improved, you know, with my, with my second birth, I was able to kind of have a handle on a bit more, but I just posted in my stories tonight with my third, even though going in, I am very well educated and knowledgeable on all of these things. I was still sort of subject to a little bit of pressure from the professional side of things, you know, really leaning hard with their advice on a couple specific issues where I felt like, Ugh, like now in retrospect, it's re- that's really not aligned with what I believe in. I right. feel like women need to have all the information so they can choose for themselves. Like you are allowed to say yes or no, and you're allowed to make suggestions and you are allowed to say, I want this. I want my birth to look like this. I want my recovery to look like this. And so setting women up for that to feel empowered and in charge and in control is just, it is such a powerful, powerful thing. It's so true. Like even just, just telling women that they have a right to informed consent yes it's not common knowledge no absolutely or I know like for my I've had three c-sections and in this last one I I thought like I'm gonna ask for it to be a very specific way you know and maybe they're gonna say no but I'm not gonna assume I'm not allowed so I asked for it to be as gentle and as holistic as possible and even though it wasn't necessarily like the way that they would like the standard right. c-section yeah I just asked for it and they accommodated so I was able to have the curtain removed and watch my son be right. born and you know have all of these um, elements that had I not said like this is really important to me and this is what I want it wouldn't have happened it would have been something different so um, I just think it's yeah it's so so it, important <laughs> I mean, it's, it's because a lot of the information is not accessible and that's something yes. that we really want to break down as well like for for me I remember reading reading primary studies about home births versus hospital births with midwives yep. versus hospital births with doctors in BC in the last the, the studies are fairly fresh like within the last yep. decade and even for me, like, I do not have a social sciences background. Like, I, I'm an English mm-hmm. lit major. I have a, you know, a <laughs> communication, I was a communications graduate. Like, um, I had to ask my husband a few times, like, what exactly is this conclusion saying? Like, to parse through the document. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't no, be that exactly. hard. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So wonderful. So where do you go from here? I feel like... You guys are just getting started. It's such an exciting time. What are your goals or where do you see One Tough Mother um, heading here over the next, I don't know, is a year too long to say? <laughs> no, I mean, a year is a year is sort of the, it's the first goal for us. I mean, we yeah, have, we have yeah. such, such big goals for One Tough Mother. We have a, you know, we have huge vision for it, but really over the next year, I think 
what we're doing right now and even just, you know, meeting somebody like you, getting to work with the Motherhood Project and Mm -hmm. so many of the other experts that we've gotten to know during the process of creating this book together. That's, I think, what excites us most is getting to know, you know, like-minded, just like-minded mothers, all of us mothers, um, who um, are are in the business of serving the women who are coming after us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A question I wanted to ask just because you guys are women entrepreneurs and I know for myself, like, do you guys, what are your challenges? Like, what do you guys struggle with? Do you have any, you know, feelings of like, are we on the right path or any kind of imposter syndrome? And I just ask because I, I really do like to normalize these things. And I know that for me as a business owner and trying to navigate, you know, where am I taking the business and can I do X, Y, and Z? I'm, when you say you guys have, you know, big vision, I totally connect with that. And sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, is that too big a vision? Like, do you guys struggle with any of that? Oh my gosh. I, (laughs) I, you know, if an, I think if an entrepreneur said that they didn't, they would either be yeah. like, like a little bit simple. I don't know. Or like, yeah. like lying, lying. I think they're lying because it is, um, it is rivaled only by the questions you ask yourself about whether you're doing motherhood, right? <laughs> you know? Totally. Oh my god! It's gosh. such a yes. roller coaster up and down. I have to say like, we, we move at such a warp speed too at one tough mother. Like we are, you know, we are getting you do (laughs) that's I I just you know I I like when I was trying to get Allison on board and just trying to be realistic about what the pace of running a new business looks like um it's when I'm not thinking about it planning finding ways to you know execute on the things that we're working on I am dreaming about it so it's you know you know you're you're here doing the same thing with the motherhood project it's all encompassing once you find something that is your like I realized this is the thing I would do for free yes this is it I would yeah it's not amazing yeah so yes yeah and I feel the same way like you're you're if you're not doing it actively you're thinking about it and oftentimes I feel a little overwhelmed even with like what I want to say, what I want to do, what I want to express. There's so much, which I mean, it's a good thing, I suppose. It will keep us driven. But um, yeah, I totally, I totally do relate to that. No, sometimes you have to like, you have to try to protect yourself um, from the mm-hmm. burnout. And mm-hmm. I mean, there are days when I just kind of go under like my covers and I just go like, maybe I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. But, and, you know, and that's the thing. It's just like motherhood. There's good days and bad days, yes. right? You have moments of like, am I going to keep this going? Am I going to do this? And and then it's like, yes, of course I am. You know, there's a bit of that, that back and forth. But I'm for sure, sure you've had this experience where then you, you know, you get an email from a really happy, like a customer yeah. or client and you realize like what you're doing is making an impact. And that's, yes. that's why you keep going. That is really it. There's nothing more. If, if yeah. everybody just said, I don't need this, you'd go, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just yeah go to bed. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, it is so needed and so it's so appreciated. You know, you don't you don't hear about it maybe until after the fact, right? Once someone has received the products or you know gone through a bit of the experience. But you know, that's all I hear is how appreciated women feel, how like 
thankful that they are. And it's, uh, it's just the most rewarding work. I'm sure you guys feel, I'm sure you guys feel the same. It's just one of those things too, like with the kit specifically, you know, it's often we do, I would say it's about 50, 50 between, um, expectant moms buying it for themselves and people buying it for an expectant mom as a gift. Yes. And it's one of those things where, you know, we, we do hold these baby showers and we give all of these gifts for baby and we just overlook mom. I know. Oh, I know. And that's a whole other thing too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's, I think that's what you're doing too. You're, you're trying to prepare moms and speak to them, speak to them as people, because we're people before we have babies we're people after. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I am so happy to have found you, connected with you, be involved with um, your passion projects. And um, it's just, like you said, it's so wonderful to connect with and meet like-minded women and mothers. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, I need that in my life just as much as like I tell my my clients and my participants that they that they need that in their in their lives. Absolutely. Well, you you are the same. Like you are you are you are um, you're still in the postpartum period with your son, you know, like exactly. It's almost like you forget that for yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) See, you know, Mm -hmm. I knew there was a reason why (laughs) I liked you so much, Christine. (laughs) Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up any closing comments or anything like that? Any closing comments? I mean, I think it's just, again, to reiterate that message to, you know, if you're an expectant mom or you are Mm -hmm. a new mom dealing through, you know, it's so hard. And I think what, what you, I don't know who needs to hear this but there's probably a new mom out there who needs to hear this. It gets better. You know, yes, it does. It, this isn't your life. I remember when my daughter was born, I remember just thinking like, Oh, is this my life now? Like, will I never sleep again? Like, is this how it is? And I know it exactly. meant so much when friends who had babies already would say, no, it's, it's going to change. It's going to get better. You're going to feel like you again. Yes. And you're not alone. Yes. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. We're here for you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we're here for you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks and for having with me. Jen. Um, we will certainly do it again. Yes. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to, to talk with you. So yeah, thanks. And we will touch base very soon again. Amazing. Thanks, Jen. Have a great night. You're welcome. Okay. You too. Bye. Thanks so much to Christine for joining me on the show today. And thank you for including me in this amazing project that you've added to your roster. Um, It's really been a great honor to be able to speak on such important topics and to be a part of such a dream team of collaborators. It was really fun and I look forward to future collaborations for sure. I hope you guys enjoyed our talk. Uh, If there's one like there's one thing that I have to say I just love the most and I see this across the board whether it's in our fitness classes our yoga classes whether it's in our support group meetings whatever it is our chat groups online our community page the best thing is connecting with other moms who get it um, 
it's so nice to feel seen. It's so nice to feel heard. It's so nice to feel supported. So I appreciate you, Christine, um, for being just another like ally for me and a connection point for me. I'm so glad our paths crossed another like-minded mama for myself, you know, selfishly, (laughs) but, um, beyond that, another, ally to help spread the good word, if you will, to spread the message to other moms, new moms, you know, coming up here, first time moms. Um, When we know better, we do better, right? As Maya Angelou would say. And I think like with every birth, I know I've had three births. um, I hope that I've gained, you know, more knowledge that I've been able to bring to the table with each one. And so we just want to offer that to you, whether it's your first baby, although I will say first babies, first pregnancies are so, so special. Um, It's a really sacred time for you new moms. And it can also be a big time of learning and acclimating to what the heck is going on here. So in a sense, I feel like there's more support and a bit more education. Um, But even with subsequent birth, things can look very different. The experience can feel very different. Um, Your birth can be very different, the experience. So right across the board, we just want to support you guys, um, support you moms during your pregnancy, during your postpartum days. And then even as those babies start to grow, you know, we're here kind of um, full spectrum for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in again. We will do it again very shortly. I've got some great episodes coming down the pipe for you. Um, If you have any special requests, please let me know. You can email hello at themotherhoodproject.ca. You can send me a message on Instagram. We are at the underscore motherhood project. And I will link up all of One Tough Mother's uh, social media in the show notes and if you have any questions for them or you're interested in purchasing a kit looking for products head to their website and you can connect uh, with them there thanks so much guys talk to you soon stay safe and be well